If you're lucky, you listen to them talk. They're on their way up and they can't stop. For all things great iron and hard top, it's Kevlu and Ski since the sandbox. Since the sandbox family, we're back. And yes, we are in person again. We're here to do something we haven't done in again the last couple of weeks. And we're here to talk NBA. But we're actually going to do, I know it's early, but some preseason power rankings. And just to jump in, Lou, I want to hear your 10 to 6 first because I'm very interested. You said your list was kind of all over the place. And I, I think mine is too, but I'm interested to see what you have. All right, man. Uh, at 10, I have Philly. I think Joel Embiid's amazing. Ben Simmons is back for another year. Maybe he can shoot. We'll find out. Doc is there. They did get rid of Al Horford, which, you know what I mean? He, he was really just a stick in the mud there. It just wasn't a fit. <laughs> just old, slow, just sat in the paint. Uh, they got Dwight, which is good. They need an explosive defensive center to come off the bench. They still have Alec Burks off the bench. They still have a good core, and I, I think they're only going to get better with Doc Rivers because Brett Brown was one of the worst coaches on God's green earth, despite Kev's love for him because he's from Maine. Um, <laughs> Lou, quick question. Do you think do you think Dwight has any chance of starting? You think Embiid starts at the five? I feel like I feel like Dwight could start at the five. You know, Harris at the three and Embiid at the four. I don't think they would do that just because there's the problem with Simmons and Embiid, like like standing pat. You know what I mean? Like he's stuck in the paint. Simmons can't shoot, and then you throw another guy who can't shoot and sits in the paint. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, I just yeah. think it'd be too much. You know what I mean? Like the twin towers would be blocking the basket, so I, I don't I don't know how that would work. But Dwight would be an excellent sixth man there, kind of like a Montrez Harold role. I, I kind of mm-hmm. see. Uh, but at nine, I have the Warriors. I wanted to put them higher, but I just can't. Uh, no Clay. I mean, when you have the second greatest shooter of all time down, uh, one of the best perimeter defenders in the league down. Uh, they did get Kelly Oubre, which I like, and they drafted Wiseman. But how does that all fit now? Draymond's going to have to upgrade his role. We're going to have to see Oubre try to not play hero ball. And then, I mean, their bench players are going to be good. Uh, I'd love Pascal uh, and one of the point guards they have coming off the bench, but they still need depth. They're still lacking depth, and how healthy Curry can stay on his own is still a big question mark. Uh, At eight, I have the Mavericks. I love Luka Doncic, top five player in the league, in my opinion, all around. I mean, the guy does just about everything. I love Hardaway. Good piece, but Kristaps Porzingis, I mean, is he going to play every game? And when he plays, what does he do? Like yeah. what? What does he do that makes him an all star? I need to figure it out because like I, I'm somewhere like between like he's a star, he's a good role player, but like what is he gonna do? You know what I mean? He's not gonna create a ton of shot blocking because he he doesn't stick on the paint a ton. He's never healthy. Can't dribble the basketball, so it's kind of the Luca show until they get another guy. But I think he's good enough to carry them as a top ten team. Seven. Kev's not gonna like this, but I have the Nuggets. Uh, I have the Nuggets at seven just because. Outside of developing the young talent and getting their first playoff run underneath them, I don't think they got better. You know what I mean? Uh, I think we've seen the ceilings from Jokic and Murray, and Michael Porter kind of had his emergence, but how far does that go? You know what I mean? Where does the where does the star factor take over, and, and how are they compared to the top teams? Why do you say I hate that? You think? Do you think I think that's too high or too low? I think you'd probably say that's too low. Okay. I'm just, <laughs> no, I'm just wondering. I thought you would when think I that get was to too my low. Just because, I mean, I, I like them, but it's just, where's the third guy? And I, I don't know. I, I like them, but it, it's tough. They're not good defensively. Six, I have the Celtics. They made some good offseason acquisitions. They lost Hayward, but that's addition by subtraction. $27 million to get someone else if that could happen. Kemba's knees a question for me. And then I love the Tristan Thompson move. I'm one of the, I'm probably the only Boston Tristan Thompson fan before he got here. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because he can 
block shots. He can give you 15 rebounds a game. He has championship pedigree. And then Jeff Teague, uh, in another addition, I mean, he's a good... He's definitely better than Brad Wanamaker. Kevin's better than Brad <laughs> Wanamaker, for Christ's sake. So that addition, Tatum gets to flourish. Brown gets his minutes. We have Smart consistently as a starter with Hayward gone. I like the team. Should be top five in the league by the end of the season. But we'll see, man. Brad Stevens is on the hot seat. You think so? 100%. Oh, yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I feel, I feel like the Celtics definitely have some pressure to win. 100%. And um, I would say be a top three seed in the East, too, like if they're not locked easy, in, you know? Easy. Um, Kev, do you want me to go? Yeah, go ahead. Jump, jump in. All right. So I'm going to I'm gonna start with a team that I didn't have inside the top 10, but I still want to mention because I think that they deserve some respect. I don't have the Jazz in my top 10. And based off of here and yours, Lou, I think mine are going to be pretty wacko. But I do agree with you. I do have the 76ers at 10. I do think that there's still a lot of question marks to answer. And I would argue that even though Doc is a big upgrade over what they had before, Doc still failed as a Clipper head coach, and what is to say that, that he won't fail again as the 76 head coach? So that's my biggest question with the 76ers. Um, I definitely like the acquisition of Dwight. I think Tobias Harris is an awkward piece to fit in with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid because he's a good mid-range guy. He's a really great forward, um, but I feel like that they need someone that can shoot a little more, and I feel like he's not as efficient as a shooter as they would probably like um, from that position. Nine, I have the Nets here. And I know you guys could say that that's low. Just just based off of talent, I know. But I really think it's going to be hard for that all to mesh and, you know, come to apparition as a top three seed this season. I definitely think, I definitely think as far as, you know, rosters go, this is one of the most loaded rosters. And this is going to be a team that's going to be taken very serious in the East. But I just have to see it first. And, Already hearing how Kyrie talks about not having coaches and and all the new guys that they have, I definitely feel like there's a lot of questions there. Eight, I have the Mavs, just like you had. And I feel like this is a good spot, but I feel for a lot of what you're saying with Christophe Porzingis, I mean, he really hasn't helped. He had one or two games in that Orlando bubble stretch where he was, you know, a factor. And outside of that, I would just compare him to an average big man in the league that has some expandable ability. But I would even say that someone with the likes of Marc Gasol is probably a better of what they're asking than what Christophe Porzingis is, you know? So I definitely think another star there. Seven is where I have the Raptors, and I know that they lost Marc Gasol, like we saw. Um, They lost to Baca, which was huge. But, you know, I still feel like this is a well-coached team. I feel like, you know, the core of guys that they had to be good and run their offense, I feel like is still there. Siakam is only going to get better when we thought that, you know, we might have already saw his ceiling. So I have the Raptors at seven, and I had to, absolutely had to, put the Bucks at six. I couldn't not have him in my top ten. Giannis is still crazy good, but we saw he wasn't one hundred percent healthy ending that playoff, ending that playoff push. And I want to see some upgrades from the Bucks. I know that they made some moves, but I I think it's time to start seeing action, or else we could see Giannis take some action. Love the Raptors pick, man. Can never sleep on my boys in Toronto. Okay. So I know this is going to shock you too, and it's going to shock us as the Sandbox fans because of how high I preached them last year. But the Bucks did not make my power rankings this time around. I just think losing Robin Lopez on the bench, and yeah, they signed Drew Holiday, but if you look at their bench, it's, it's really bad. I don't have it with me, but it's really bad. Like Outside of 
Giannis and Drew Holiday and Middleton. I don't know if they have anyone that can actually put the ball in the bucket. Um, so that's the only reason. But I do think they'll make some transactions throughout the rest of the offseason, etc. But at 10, I got the Jazz. And I know they didn't make your guys' list. But, I mean, and I've been hating on the Jazz for a while. But they really did prove me wrong last playoffs. And they can they can play with good teams. And I definitely see your point about, you know, that third piece on Utah. But I think Go Bears... Uh, absolute rim protector you know what I mean Donovan Mitchell's a savage he can get it done with 40 50 plus points a game we've seen that and they have good role players they have Bogdanovich Luke can I get one Bogdanovich real quick Bogdanovich Bogdanovich. yeah there it is uh they got O'Neal they got Mike Conley and then off the bench they got Ingles they got Clocks and they got Favors so they have some pieces they can rotate with and I think if they can all stay healthy then they can be you know a top five seed in the west but it's gonna come did they I thought they lost Clarkson. Did, did he go somewhere for a lot of money can't confirm. I don't think Maybe so. He might have though. He, yeah, fact check me. Yeah, he might have. I'm not sure. But either way, I mean, they have enough pieces that they can move in and out and, and win ball games. But really, couldn't put them much higher than that. At nine, Lou, I hope you have your uh, defibrillator on you because you're gonna you're gonna hate this one. But I got the Clippers at nine. I that do. Is, that is. The I have the Clippers at nine. <laughs> I have that the Clippers at so nine, and here's bad, why. Bro. We've seen time and time again that Paul George is an absolute fraud. He is <laughs> he is an absolute fraud. He cannot get it done. They lost Montrez Harrell, who is a solidified sixth man of the year, year in and year out. And they don't really have, I mean, besides Kawhi, who really on that team, and maybe Lou Will, can really average more than 20 points a game, if you think about it. No one. There's three dudes that average 20. Yeah, last year. I'm talking about this year. They didn't lose any of them. PG is not going to average 20 points a game this year. I'll promise you That'll that. That'll be ni- at least 19. Abaka ain't averaging 20 points a game. So you'll just have Kawhi, Mar- Will, and Marcus PG. Morris Sr. ain't averaging 20 points okay. a game. And so, Pat Bev might not even average five points so, a game. So you have the Mavericks above them, no? I don't have the Mavericks on my list. Are you in... T- what? Mavericks didn't make my list. <laughs> but you put the Jazz in there? The Mavericks just lost... The best statistical three-point shooter in the league, and, and they were already not that good. Why would I have them on my list? Their best players, younger than all of us here. That's fine. And who else do they have besides him? KP. No one. Uh, what's his name? Breaking my top ten. Luka, oh, get on Luca. Luca was in the MVP talks last year. Bro, yeah, that's fine. Bro, and I'm not taking anything away from Luca, but they ain't a top ten team in the league right now. You, you literally just demoted the second title favorite to like in the category of the Jazz. <laughs> they, ain't the, they ain't the second title favorite in my opinion They're not even close Ooh. The Clippers Who would you have above them then? The Lakers You'll see when I finish well, my right, list so let's And to it. go this in I got, so And you know who I have above them? The Nuggets at 8 And I know you thought out you had them low But I have them low too I just think the Nuggets are a better complete team than them I really do I think their bench is better now <laughs> And I think you know They have at least Jokic and Murray, who can both average 30-plus a game if they want to. So I think they have the slight edge there. At 7, Lou, I know you're going to hate this one, too. I'm going to give Lou a hot <laughs> attack today. I get the heat at 7. Wow! Outside the top 5. Lou's <laughs> so, about to leave. But I will, agree, I will agree, though. I think the heat will be in the top 5 if we, if we do these later on once the season starts. But I think right now they're not. And you're going to see why no. when I talk about my top 5. I have good points. My only problem is... Your citing for dropping the other teams was depth, and the Heat are the deepest team in the NBA. Yeah, but I also think the Heat overachieved this year, too. And they're only going to get better. I don't think so. I think they're going to regress because they overachieved. I don't think they're going to be in the finals again. I don't even think they're going to make the conference finals again. Ooh, that's going to be tough. Yeah. Six, I got the Pelicans. And here's why. What? That's crazy. Here's why. (laughs) That's crazy. I'm going to tell you right now. Here's why. 
You got Zion Williamson, who probably would have been the rookie of the year had he played. You he just played, signed. He played five games, bro. <laughs> I just said if he played, he would have been. He's obviously going to be probably the best sophomore next season. You just signed Stephen Adams. You got Ball. You got uh, Brandon Ingram, and you just got Eric Bledsoe. And on your bench, you have Josh Hart, Hayes, Reddick, Alexander Waller, Lewis Lewis Jr., who they just drafted. They have a boatload of. Who score more than twenty on that team besides Zion? No who? one, but everyone in the starting lineup can score twenty. That's my point. That's not true. Stephen. <laughs> Adams averages 11. Lonzo averages 7. Okay, and then Eric Bledsoe averaged 20-plus last year He's on Milwaukee. Stop. He sucks. Ingram averages <laughs> over 20-plus, and then Zion's going to average over 20 Wait, plus. hold on. My question, and guys on their bench are going to average at least 10-plus. My question comes oh in, you think God. they're a better team than the Mavs? That's insane. Yes. Right now, I, no I do. Way. They have, Dude, That's I'm telling insane. you, they are. Watch, I'm telling you. You're literally talking about you. a team that drafted in the lottery. <laughs> it's all good. We're not talking about where they drafted this year. We're talking about the direction of them going forward. And they're, they're going to be a top six team come the start of the season. I'm I will put you. money right now that Zion does not play over 60 games. I mean, Those knees are going to give out again. They're only playing 72 games. And he won't play over 60. Porzingis probably won't play over 60 games. Dude, he's built like a truck, but he's 6'6". Six, six. <laughs> yeah, but if you want to make that argument, Porzingis probably isn't going to play over 60 games either. So yes, then your argument look, for the Mavericks is flawed. But you're talking about a top five player in the NBA that literally put Kawhi literally down a step below him in playoff games. You're talking about a kid who's never even put up 25 in a game in Zion. He can't pass like that. Listen, take it or leave it. Pelicans are six. It ain't changing. It so ain't since changing. the Sandbox fans, this is why we tell you not to listen to Kev's takes. But, Lou, let, let's, get some, let's get some correction on that. Let's get some top five going. Oh, Jesus Christ. This is awful. Uh, I have the box at five. Giannis is a top five player in the league. Again, I mean, this is the NBA we're talking about. <laughs> Stars matter. Okay. This is also an NBA we're talking about with super teams that the Bucks are not. You cannot win if you're not on a super team. We've How, seen that. There's only one super team in the East. Oh, no, there's more. When I get to my top five, you'll see. A super team in the East? <laughs> yeah. Okay. We'll see. All right. So the Bucks are at five. Uh, they got rid of Eric Bledsoe, who absolutely just blows. He just blows. Drew Holiday is a top five defender in the league at the point guard position. He can take the ball out of Giannis's hands, which is something they desperately need to create. Make Middleton the third or second guy. He can catch and shoot. He can dribble. He he, he was in the, the 90-30-60 club, dude. He that, That's legit Larry Bird shit. So, you know what I mean? Middleton can absolutely shoot the lights out. And if you take him a notch down, that, that's better for the ball club as a whole. Four, I have the Heat. I mean, they're deep. Jimmy Butler's a superstar. Their best, their their second and third best players are literally younger than us at this table. Yeah, you know what I mean. So they're only going to get better. Spolster's a great coach. Uh, they locked up Goran Dragic, who was averaging legit twenty in the playoffs and put the Celtics literally to bed. So I love the Heat. You know me, closet Heat fan. Uh, <laughs> three, I have Brooklyn. I mean, Kevin Durant's arguably the best player on the planet. Their bench is. Absolutely phenomenal. That Karis Levert's a great player. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie's unbelievable. Kyrie Irving's an, another superstar. I mean, he might not play half the games, but when you have Kevin Durant, it, it doesn't really matter. Plus, I mean, they're a young team, dude. They're hungry, and I like Steve Nash as the coach. I, I think that'll be good for the offense. Uh, isn't D'Antoni there now, too? Think so. As an assistant? And yeah, him and Stoudemire, yeah. Oh, that's a fantastic yeah. staff right there. It's like so what the was Knicks. That? The Fe- they called it something, the Phoenix Big, I don't know, something like that. The Phoenix Big Three. Big Phoenix. Three. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right there. Uh, two, I have the Clippers. I mean, they only have, like, the third best player on the planet um, <laughs> and the best defender on God's green earth since Scottie Pippen. And they I got mean, bounced last year. Absolutely <laughs> bounced like a basketball. Okay. Talking on ball, they got bounced. 
All right, I'll take that. It's all right. They got rid of a coach that literally didn't want to be there. They got Ibaka now, so they can actually protect the rim. So Montrez Harold isn't there at a solid six foot seven playing center. Lou Williams will be good. I think they do need to move off and try to get a point guard that can create. Oh, and also, he just got one of the best shooters in the league in Luke Kennard. Like, that won't help or anything. I am, I am a big Kennard fan. I'll and give you Paul that. Paul George doesn't have the expectation to live up to anymore, and we kind of know that it's pandemic P from now on. Uh, pandemic P. <laughs> and then number one, if, if this is a number one for all three of us, I, I'm really going to walk out. Uh, it has to be the Lakers. I mean, they're the, the best team on the planet, <laughs> uh, and they only got better. Like, they literally took every free agent they possibly could and just load it up, and, it, and it's going to be a, a, a tough task to even... Like, LeBron doesn't even have to play half the games, and they'll still be the number one seed. Yeah, and he's talked about it already. LeBron's already came out and said, you know, the first couple of games of the season, the first quarter of the season, uh, definitely going to be some less of LeBron there. We'll, we'll see how that all goes. Guys, going to my top five, I have the Clippers at five, and at least I have them in my top five. But I can live with that. <laughs> um, the whole thing is, is they do still have Kawhi Leonard, but I do think Paul George is going to significantly take a drop off this year, and I think his points can even go down to averaging about 17. Honestly, I know you said 19, Lou, but he just wasn't efficient and didn't feel confident. So those two things, not being efficient, not being confident, make doesn't give me good expectations. Four. Denver. I know you guys had them low. Um, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I think last year, I know, well, Kev, one of you guys said that could be that team ceiling. And I think that that team, you know, can still possibly build. I think they do need to figure out what they're going to be, you know, as far as role pieces go besides, you know, Jokic, besides Murray. Obviously, Porter played good, but what is he going to be consistently? What are they going to have coming off the bench? I don't think Millsap's still there anymore, and I feel like that's a huge loss for them. But I do think that Murray's had a lot of great potential to this point this season. I'm not saying he's going to be anything better than that, but I definitely think if they can compete the way they were in the playoffs last year, that that is definitely something that's going to be a problem. Three, and, and just hearing off of you guys, I'm, I'm assuming that there's going to be a little bias in this pick, but I have my Boston Celtics here. And I, I, I definitely think that they made the right moves as far as a franchise goes. And something, I don't know if you guys know this, but the acquisition in getting rid of Gordon Hayward gave us a $27 million trade exception. So we can acquire somebody and use that trade exception for their contract, and that's going to do wonders for us if we ever look to add a piece. We have the capital. We have the young depth. So if we can move some of those things around to use that trade exception or even involve that trade exception in, a, in another move or however that would work, um, I think the Celtics are still looking to continue to get better, and we just haven't got there yet. Yeah, and once the Pelicans go into full tank mode again, we can get J.J. Redick. Not, <laughs> not going to happen. Is JJ Redick a free agent? No, he's on. He's on. He's on the Pelicans. I Is will he? put. I will bet money today, literally a hundred dollars. The Suns finish ahead of the Pelicans. Oh, lock it in. Lock it in. I'll take that bet. Three hundred. I'll take that bet. Five hundred and seventy-five days of the year, and there's only three hundred and sixty-five of them. We get a lot of Lou and Kev bets going. We get. A, we got to finish. Know. We got to finish the Rams and Chargers first. So I think. I yeah, think Lou's, Lou's gonna, got that one. Yeah. <laughs> so that's one sand tops on Kev, but but we'll we'll uh, we'll continue the tally. Um, guys, the two and one. I I feel like it has to be a little bit obvious for me personally, and I have Miami at two and the Lakers at one. These are the two teams that were in the finals last year, and if you take it back to our NFL preseason. Power rankings, 
I had the same thing. You know, I, I had the 49ers as, as still one of the top teams with, with a lot of the same players. And I had Kansas City um, as one of the top teams with a lot of the same players. Um, it, it just is what it is until someone dethrones them in the East. I mean, I know the Celtics played a, a great series against Miami. I can't put the Nets above them. I definitely think the Sixers need to earn their respect before, you know, I, I could even solidify them as a top five team. And the Lakers, I mean, they just got to keep on doing what they're doing as long as they get AD and LeBron signed back. That core around them definitely did get better. They got rid of Danny Green. That might have been the best the best thing for them all offseason. God, that <laughs> guy is a walking piece of cardboard. It's awful. It's awful, dude. Yeah, so I'm going to dive in. And at five, I got the Boston Celtics. I mean, I don't think there'll be a debate there. They're going to be in that three to six or seven range pretty much all year. I mean, I don't think they'll make that hump this year to being a, a top or at least a top two team, but Celtics will be five. And I think, like Lou said, signing Thompson was a great signing. I mean, we have something we've been lacking since Al left, and even a little bit before Al, we have a rim protector. I mean, Al was a great defender, but we have a rim win protector who, like Lou said, has played in championships, has played with LeBron James, has played with very good players, so he's going to bring us that veteran leadership that we need. And also the signing of Jeff Teague I think was huge too because now with Hayward gone, probably going to start smart. You need someone to run that second unit and definitely a better choice than Brad Wanamaker because Brad Wanamaker, I wouldn't pick him for a gym class five-on-five pickup game, so <laughs> that's beside the point. At four, I got the Warriors. Now, I know this is high. Wow. No, no, no. Now we're talking. Logic. But hear me out. You got Steph Curry coming off pretty much a year's worth of rest. You just signed Kelly Oubre, so now you have Wiggins and Oubre on the wings who are both wicked athletic and can both shoot a little bit. And, can, and are both very explosive. explosive. You got Oubre, who's a lockdown defender. You got Draymond Green still. And you got Wiseman. And then, obviously, on the bench, you got Wanamaker, who I just said stinks. Uh, you got Kent Bazemore, Pascal, Chris, Poole, Lee. The list goes on, young guys. I do think people are very hesitant on the Warriors this year, but I do think they're going to get back to being a top three or four seed in the West this year. Three... I'm waiting to see how, how red your face turns on this one. I got the 76 as a three. <laughs> and again, here's why. We already, we already know Ben Simmons and what he can do. We know Embiid, although there's a lo- some trouble in paradise, we know what he can do when he's healthy. You add Dwight, so now you have a guy off the bench who can rebound and block shots, which they didn't have last year because they were starting both Horford and Embiid. So now you get someone off the bench that can defend and hold the load while Embiid's out. Or if he gets injured, you get someone who can step in and be that starting center. You just signed Seth Curry, who's a career 45% three-point shooter. The best (laughs) in the NBA right now for career three-point shooting. Off the bench. So now you got guys who Ben Simmons can actually pass it to that can knock down threes. Because you also signed Danny Green. And yes, I know Danny Green stunk this year. But he's not going to be that bad two years in a row, I promise you. And obviously, like we talked about, you got Tobias Harris. And you got guys like Michael Scott and Thibault and Milton who are great defenders coming off the bench. So I think they're going to be really good. I'm not the biggest Dog Rivers fan, but I definitely like him better than Brown. And I do think he's more of a player coach, which I think the 76ers need because we obviously know Embiid's a prima donna. We know Simmons is good, but he's not at that level he needs to be yet. So I think he's really going to elevate those two games. And I think if he does, the 76ers will absolutely explode this year. At two, I got the Nets. Steve, I don't blame you for having them low because I do think it really depends on that Kyrie-KD relationship. (laughs) But I do think they will get along because I think they're both just so mentally just stupid that that they genuinely are going to get along and like playing together. And they have arguably the deepest 
roster in the league besides the number one seed, who I have, the Los Angeles Lakers, obviously. I was going to play with Lou and say I had the Lakers at five just to bust them, but I think I think I tortured Lou enough today. So I got <laughs> the Lakers at one. I mean, I'm not going to go into depth. We know what they are. We know who they signed. We know what they're going to be. So Yeah, but possibly two of the biggest frauds in basketball in the top five, in the top three. For not this year. Talk about a team that hasn't proven anything. What have the Mavericks <laughs> proved? Uh, They've literally gone farther than the 76ers have in the last three years. Literally. And Luke is not even 22. <laughs> no, he's literally better than everybody on Philly. Cut it out. He is. No, I, you know, he is, but I'm saying cut it out. The Sixers are going to be better than the Mavericks this year. Just, oh, let's no. just stop it. Let's just stop. We got Maxi Kleber as my starting center. You ain't winning nothing. Dwight Powell is my starting center. You ain't winning nothing, let me tell you. Yeah, I just, I just can't even believe that. Talk about proving nothing, bro. They get bounced <laughs> habitually. It's all good. They got a new coach. And yeah, even though he's, even though he's notorious for blowing 3-1 leads, he's going to get that team to where they need to be. Even though. You. Even though. It's all going to change yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. 28 coaching <laughs> career is going to turn around. And I can't wait till till a couple weeks after Christmas and we're doing these power rankings again to see where Kev's 76 is and Kev's net, nets are. Uh, it'll probably be higher. How's that? It'll yeah. probably be higher. It'll, it'll probably, probably be one and two. It'll probably be a pride thing at that point. <laughs> but, but guys, that's going to wrap things up for our NBA preseason power rankings. Definitely was fun talking ball. Uh, Got to give Lou and Kev some separation after this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's going to wrap things up, guys. Make sure you donate to our community toy drive, trying to give back to the community. Give us that five-star review and lo- listen to our, the rest of our episodes. Peace out, guys.